everybody. Welcome back to Leader Club Podcast. My name is Michael. This is Caleb. And we are so excited because it's another week and that means another Leader Club Podcast. And today we actually had a very special guest come on, Stephen Law. Now, Stephen, he brought a fire episode and a fire interview this last week as he talked about how you can be the best you. The talk was phenomenal. It was great. It was actually the best talk. Uh, Steven does a phenomenal job. He's a great, very gifted speaker, um, just all the way around a, a great episode that I believe everyone's going to enjoy. Yeah. So let's cut straight to the chase. You guys want to hear what he has to say. So let's jump right into today's podcast. But I want to start with why, because I know that understanding the why will help you really hold on to the information. It's something that I've learned a lot, not just from Simon Sinek. I always love how he explains that, but why is better not enough? Why would I say don't be better? Because I mean, better is not bad, but there's a quote that I feel like sums it up very well. And it's from St. Jerome. It says, good, better, best, never let it rest till your good is better and your better is best. So think about that quote for a moment. Think about what it says. And then I want you to answer this question. What would you consider to be good work? See, is good work really just enough to get by? Is it good enough to not be considered a failure? Is it, you know, really nothing incredible, but at least you're doing something? I always kind of like to say good work kind of is like a three out of five star rating, right? It's not negative. It's not positive. So if you had a three out of five star rating and say your business, what would it look like to be better in that situation? You could say that four stars is better. I mean, really three and a half stars is better than just three stars. So if my goal was to just be better, then all I would need is a couple more positive reviews and suddenly I've succeeded. And I think what happens, it's sad so many people would stop there and be like, all right, I'm better. This is good. I don't need to do anything else. But that's not our goal, right? Our goal should be to continually increase, celebrate the success, but keep on striving. See, the best results, of course, would be a five-star rating. So our goal shouldn't just to be better, but to be best. And being best, of course, does require us to constantly get better, but it starts with a mindset, right? The mindset of saying, I'm not satisfied with just being better. I'm going to always strive for my best. Now, there are countless studies that talk about the importance of the mind and how thoughts form our habits in our mind. And I've actually invested a lot recently and spent a lot of time learning how that works, but it really comes down to this simple statement. Our way of thinking will shape the person we become, the obstacles we overcome, and our achievements, all right? Who are you going to become? What obstacles do you want to overcome? And what do you want to achieve? It starts here. It starts with the mind. So I don't know about you, but I'm tired of seeing people just settle for good results or better results. I'm striving and I'm passionate about seeing people really push past the ordinary and finding the extraordinary. I crave seeing individuals aim for their best. I mean, think about what it would look like in your life. If the people that you interacted with on a daily basis 
if they were always doing their best, what would be different? I mean, let's use a restaurant, for example, right? We all love to eat food. So if we go and we order some food, would I want the cook to be okay with just a good meal? Or would I want the cook to try to make me the best meal that they could ever make? The answer is obvious, right? We want the best. Another example is my wife and I, we've been looking at childcare facilities for our child that was born just a few months ago. And we're trying to figure out, you know, where should we bring our child? Is this place safe? Is it clean? And would we want just a facility that's just babysitting? Or would we want a staff that's constantly trying to bring out the best in my child? Another one that's a pretty obvious answer, right? We want the best for my child. Of course we do. Selfishly, we always want people to do their best for us. But it's not just about us. And that's what's so important about this idea that I'm trying to get across. See, what happens is when those people do their best, it changes them as well. Think about it. If an employee is always getting five-star reviews, getting compliments and showing that exemplary service, well, then they're setting themselves for a raise or a promotion. Or if an artist is always doing their best work, then they're going to earn a reputation that would make their work more valuable, right? So hopefully you can see the picture at this point. Better is not enough, but we should aim to do our best in every situation and also bring out the best with every interaction. So that's what I want to talk about a lot with it is how do we do that? What does that look like? Oh, yeah. So you're talking about um, the just the way of thinking, um, the, the thought there um, in that quote of just the our thought patterns or our mindset developing who we are. Um, what, what are some things or some habits that you have in place or you, you've seen to where we can have uh, the best mindset possible to truly achieve what it is that we're, we're, we're striving for? Yeah, there are a lot of habits that I think go into it. And some of them is having that mindset of saying, I don't ever want to stop. I don't want to limit myself. I know I've learned a lot from so many different leaders and I love to read or listen. I mean, Audible is amazing. I love to listen to a lot of books. And the reason I do that is not because I want to say, oh, I've read this many books this year. It's because every book that I read teaches me something new and improves the life that I'm in. Or maybe I read a book or hear a book and I'm like, wow, that was terrible. At least I know what not to do or what not to live. And that's really one of the main essentials that I've put in my life is the desire to learn, the desire to grow. And what's fun about the book, I try to keep it very straightforward. See, I have read a lot of different books and a lot of them, they're large books. And they take a lot of time to go through. The audibles are like 20 hours and I'm busy. We all can be pretty busy. And it's tough to sometimes find the time to get all that information in. So when I wrote the book, my hope was to be able to give people, I call it kindling, right? It's like Firestarter. It's a short, easy read. I mean, this book, it's not very thick, right? It's- Gosh, how many pages is this? <laughs> Less than 200, like 175 yeah. or something. 175, so. right around yeah. there. That's not a huge book. And the reason is, is because I want you to be able to get the best information with the right amount of time. 
And there are quotes from other books. And the hope is that, hey, if you enjoy the book, then maybe you would be excited about finding and making the time to read some of the other books. But it's a great place to start for people to really start to set the habit of learning. Yeah, very true. The, the book, um, I will have to say, is awesome, just how straightforward it is to the point. Um, nugget after nugget just of truth uh, that's there. You know, there's, there's a couple chapters where I felt like I was, I was highlighting the entire, you know, page. Um, because I mean, it just says you, you've definitely put a lot of time into it to get it narrowed down and concise and to the point, um, because there are, uh, you know, other writers out there that the book's 300 pages and you read it and you're like, they could have made this 150 page book and it would have been fine. I mean, they would have got to the point, but there's just a lot of fluff. So definitely really did enjoy that. Um, just with your book there. Um, and yeah, I like the, the thought behind um, just what we can do to just have a winning mindset. So if you like, I could walk through some more details of that first chapter. Really, that's what chapter one's about, the idea of yeah. finding your best plan. Go with that? Go for it. All right. So really, as I mentioned, the first chapter, the key is learning, all right? We want to be able to have the best plan. We want to not just jump in aimlessly and blind, but no, we want to make a plan for it. And this comes from that idea of, you know, hindsight is 2020. We've all heard that phrase. And <laughs> now that phrase has completely new meaning after last year, right? Yes. <laughs> but we want to make the best decisions, but we mess up. We wish that we don't have done things differently. And at some point we're like, man, if I would have known that that was going to happen, if I could do it again, I would do this. Or now I know for next time. We, we say these moments and we find ourselves regretting the choices that we made. But the only real way to avoid that type of regret is to have a solid plan to think about the future. And that plan should keep in mind all the different options and help us figure out really where we wanna go and what we wanna do. But of course, plans still fail. So what do we do when things go wrong? What do we do when we still find ourselves in regret? Well, obviously it's a fair question to ask because we've all been there, but the idea is, remember, we're talking about our thinking. So if you did make your best plan and that plan did not work out and it went wrong, instead of dwelling in the regret, you get to choose to learn from that plan. And then you make your next plan and that plan will become your next best plan. That's why I say that the key to your best plan is learning because you have to be willing to learn all the time. One of John Maxwell's books that I really enjoy is Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn, right? Yeah. That is so important to understand. It's not the idea of losing. It's the idea that you either win or you learn how to win next time. Mm -hmm. And that's something we should all constantly apply to our life. We have to be willing to learn from the past and not just your past, but the past mistakes and successes of other people as well. I mean, speaking of John Maxwell, one of my favorite quotes that he says is that it said that a wise person learns from his mistakes. A wiser one learns from others' mistakes, but the wisest person of all learns from others' successes. That is so crucial to understand because I think we struggle 
with the idea that we have to be the one that fails. We have to be the one that succeeds for us to learn, but that's not true. Pick up the book, watch the video, whatever it is, find someone else who's done it and you can learn from them. Being the best in every circumstance simply means learning from the best examples. Really, if you ignore the past, you're just going to end up repeating it. You will repeat it again and again. But at the same time, if we're looking back, even though that might give us that 2020 vision, that vision does require us to turn around and look to the future. We can't live in the past full of regret, but we can learn from the past and we can make that plan to set our best future. See, if you're not sure what that plan looks like, that's okay. Because learning doesn't mean that you have all the answers. None of us have all the answers. That's why we're constantly growing. So we try to find them. I mean, that's why hopefully the people who are here right now, those in Leader Club that are listening, you're here because you are in a never-ending pursuit to grow, to learn. So what happens if you can't find what you're looking for? Well, that's where you should not be afraid to ask for help. Say, hey, does anyone else know where I can go? Can someone point me in the right direction? Because I would bet that there is somebody else in the world who's trying to do exactly what it is that you want to do. So get guidance, read a book, get a coach, find a mentor, whatever it is. I mean, the options, honestly, they're pretty limitless now more than ever. You just have to be willing to go and look for them. But because the options are so limitless, it can be easily overwhelming. And we just find ourselves lost, like, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. So that's why at this point in the book, I try to help people understand really three key questions to help get them started. And that's, what do you want to learn? Where do you want to go? And what do you want to accomplish? So, I mean, if you're taking notes, you can write those down and take the time, come up with those answers. That's going to help you understand what it is that you want to start to do. What do you want to learn? These questions really are important, but they just lead to the next part of the book, which is our foundation. So uh, I don't know if we have any questions yet about that, but the next section we'll get into is setting our best foundation. Yeah, I like it. With, with you know, even what you've been saying um, about learning, uh, I, I truly believe that if we can become committed uh, to being lifelong learners, we're going to find in every situation, um, you know, we can definitely, you know, figure out what works, what doesn't work, how we can adjust and, and definitely, um, you know, improve to, to be our best at the, you know, the next time. So yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the idea. I want to help people understand. I mean, don't stop learning. That's, you look at anybody who's successful in life. What do they do? They continually learn. They're constantly investing in some form of growth. So that's what we should be doing. But of course, that comes down to that foundation that we have. And I find the best foundation that we could have is actually our identity. I think that our identity is the key. So I look at what is the definition of a foundation, right? And the definition is defined as a basis, such as a tenet, principle, or axiom upon which something stands or supported, an underlying base or support. So we get the idea. A foundation is crucial for any building project, right? Without a foundation, whatever you build is going to suffer. When it comes to your goals and your dreams, without the proper foundation, it's going to be destined to fade away. 
Now, since there are so many options, like I said before, it's so crucial for us to decide what is the best option for you, which may not look the same for everybody because we're all different. And that's why identity is so important here. Because if I go on Google and I say, what's the best, you know, best, I don't know, microphone, what's the best camera, (laughs) what's the best laptop? That might be the best for one person, but that might not be the best for me because I have my own specific needs, my own requirements. So before you can make the decision and figure out what's best, you have to understand yourself, your own identity. And I I love that I get to work with a lot of teenage students. As a pastor, I've specifically focused on middle school and high school students for the last 10 years. And even before then, I volunteered in that area. And identity is probably the most challenging obstacle that my students face. I mean, the world we live in, people are always telling us who we are and what we should do and not always in the nice way, right? So for those students, they typically find their identity based on their circumstances, who they're around, what do they like to do, where do they spend their time? But if we're honest, even as adults, we do the same thing. What do people call you? What do they say about you? I mean, if someone were to ask someone to describe you, like, you know, you gave me a description at the beginning here, what would they say about you? What would they say about your life? I mean, take a moment and really think about it. Is that description really who you are? Would your spouse say the same thing as your friend or your coworker? What about the cashier that sees you at the store, the person that drove next to you on the road? I mean, that might be hard to think about, right? But think about it. Who are you? Are we congruent wherever we're at? Are we being the same? Who is the truth about who we are? And if we think about that answer, the question is, are you happy with who you are? Are you still trying to figure out the truth? Who are you? That's what we're trying to discover through all this. And I feel like one of the best ways to understand that is to look at our surroundings. Like what has influenced your life? What has shaped your identity? I mean, the more we understand what has influenced you, the more we can truly find what brings us joy. We can find what helps us understand what our identity really is supposed to be. I love how William M. Thackeray said, whatever you are, be a good one. And that's so important. And the way I would actually personally say it is whoever you are, be the best you, right? Be the best you. It doesn't matter what you want to call it. Be the best version of yourself. And when we understand and embrace our identity, we start to accomplish more without having doubt, without having worry. And that's why your goals and your dreams, they should revolve around who you are. Understanding who you are can be a lifelong pursuit, but start with trying to decide who you want to be and that why, like I said, start with the why. That's the foundation that's going to set you up for success. But in the end, it's what you choose to build on that foundation that's actually going to shape your best future. So that's where we get to start having fun. I always say it's kind of like picking up your first box of Legos as a kid. And if you've ever played with Legos before, when you first get your first box, it's a little overwhelming, right? You're looking at all the different pieces and there's just like danger zone everywhere in the house because you just threw them out of the box. We all did it. But then when you get the idea in your head, well, this is what I want to build. Suddenly it becomes fun. We're like, oh, I'm going to spend my time 
putting the best house together. I'm going to build a bridge. I'm building a race car, right? It's an exciting moment because you start to piece together the pieces of your life that you know are what you want. And that's where the ideas start to pop up in your mind and you start building and you might make mistakes, but then you start to fix them and you keep building. And it's a beautiful thing to see that happen. And that's what I love about watching kids with Legos. You can see that happening over and over again. And I think that's what we're supposed to be like. We're supposed to be like these kids who don't give up when we put the wrong piece on the wrong side of the Lego. We just keep trying to build our dream and find the materials to do so. So that's the idea. That's our foundation. And of course, the next part of that would be what do you build on that foundation? That's the, the third section. Yeah. Very, very good thoughts. Like even, you know, just in line with the foundation, you said it's, it's going to be different for everybody. Um, so whenever we think about like, you know, uh, people being created on purpose for a purpose mm -hmm. and the, you know, just different um, characteristics everybody has, you know, uh, it's, it's like being the best version of yourself um, that you had said there, whatever you are, be a good one. Um, you know, I've always enjoyed that quote, but really, you know, the truth behind it is, you know, if I, if I'm getting my, my tools out of the garage and I, I have a project that I'm wanting to complete, um, I'm not going to get mad at the hammer for not being able to complete the same thing that the screwdriver can do or, you know, whatever else, you know, is there, you know, not get mad at the, the drill because it doesn't have, you know, it can't level something out like the level can. So um, truly, in that section of the book, just even, you know, thinking about our purpose is that whenever we can truly um, or get our identity in place of knowing who we are, we're going to really just be set up to be the best versions of ourselves. And, and truly when we can quit comparing ourselves um, with everyone around us and compare myself, well, I'm not like you and you're not like me, uh, but realizing, man, I'm, I'm myself. I can be the best version of myself. I can't be the best version of Steven, but I can be the best version of Caleb. And that's what I should be striving for. So exactly. um, really love that part of it as well. Yeah, it's so important. I think it is so difficult sometimes to figure out, okay, well, what do we do with that? Even once we start to figure out our identity, we're like, well, what's next? How do I make something out of myself? How do I make a name for myself as people like to say? So that's where I think the next chapter really comes in and it helps people understand, okay, what does it take to be able to find that success with who you are? And I do want to simply say this, success looks different for a lot of people. It's not the same. It's not one guaranteed area of success. It's not always getting money. It's not always having the cars. I mean, people will find their own version of success. And that's why I think the identity is so important. So once you get that, you're ready to start building. So what does it look like to build? That's where we're going to jump into for a second here. There are really three materials that I try to say are the best materials for your life. And the first one is ambition, right? Ambition simply means a strong desire to do or achieve something typically requiring and determination and hard work right? We have to have that determination. We have to work hard for something. That's the idea of ambition. Ambition is not lazy, right? It means doing the effort to make it happen. So if you start to understand what it is that you want to achieve, then you have to be willing to put the work to get there. 
Yes, some people get lucky and they stumble into great success or maybe they inherited it. But even then, those people who got lucky, if they want to keep that success, they still need to put in the work. That's why we see so many people who get rich quick and then suddenly they're poor the next day because they didn't keep putting in the right effort or work. So if you want to utilize ambition, then you first need to understand what it is that you want. So what is your dream, all right? What is it that you're thinking about? And I love this quote from Zig Ziglar. It says, if you can dream it, then you can achieve it. And that's talking about the power of the mind, right? I am an avid dreamer and I'm not just meaning metaphorically, literally, like I dream all the time. And I dream about hanging out with my friends. I dream about doing fun sports. And I'm like, well, I could do that. If I can do the dream, I'm going to do it in real life. But the truth is, the idea of our dreams, it comes down to what is it that we're really passionate about? What gets us excited? What do you want to contribute to the world? I mean, these are big questions to really think about. And if you haven't really thought through those questions, it's not too late. Of course, you can start brainstorming about your dreams and ideas, but don't stop at just one dream. Don't stop at just one idea. Pull out paper or notes app, whatever it is, start jotting down as many dreams as you can and as you write them down, see which ones start to relate to the other dreams, which ones have a common theme. Maybe it's a direction or some type of ambition that you can start to chase. And then once you see that ambition, chase after it. Don't be afraid to dream big. I always would say that big dreams yield big results. So don't limit yourself thinking, well, I'm only, you know, this age, I've only done this much in my life. I haven't been that successful yet. Don't have that type of mindset. I want us to always think through, you know what? It doesn't matter where I'm at right now. It's where I want to go. That's important. That's where people like the Wright brothers or Walt Disney, they had these big dreams that a lot of people, honestly, they thought they were completely ridiculous, but they had an ambition and they chased after that ambition. And then those dreams became a reality. They had to work hard. They did not find that success overnight. They had a lot of failures, but they learned from those failures and they planned out their next steps. So if you want to have success, you need to have a dream and a plan to make that dream a reality. That's the idea here. What will it take to get there? What are some of the small steps that you can take now and the big steps that you'll need to take later? As I said earlier, we need to start with a plan to find success, and maybe that might involve some uncomfortable moments or times where it seems difficult, but those are the moments where we choose to use the next material, which is boldness. See, if you want to find your ambition, then you need to embrace boldness. So boldness means willingness to take risks or act innovatively. I already mentioned a few people who've done that, talking about Walt Disney or the Wright brothers. But most likely, as I said in the beginning, there's somebody else doing what you want to do. So how can you be innovative? How can you still come up with something new, right? Even if someone else is doing it, here's the truth. They're not you. So how will you do it in your own way? I mean, when Steve Jobs made the iPod, It was not the first portable music player. There were already other music players out there, but what he did was he made the best portable music player at that time. 
he was known for his big wrists and his innovations. And often because of that, he received a lot of harsh criticism. But even in those moments, he was still willing to take bold steps to achieve the ambition. He was able to be bold because he had confidence, which is the third material. So you have ambition, which leads you to boldness, but then you have to have confidence. See, confidence is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's own ambitions, sorry, one's appreciation of one's abilities and qualities, right? That's what will lead them to those ambitions. This goes back to your identity. If you have that identity, you can embrace it and be confident in who you are. And then you will find yourself capable of so much more. Even if you feel like you're not capable right now in this moment, you can choose to get in the right mindset to have the confidence to learn what it takes to become capable. See, Walt Disney also said this, all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. The reason most people lack courage or confidence is because they've believed some lie. Maybe that lie was about who they are or what they could do, but somewhere along the line, maybe someone said, oh, you can't do it, or you're not good enough. You don't have what it takes. And those moments, I mean, they're, they're heavy words and it's hard to throw them off. And they tend to stick with us for such a long time. Even when we do find ourselves improving enough to overcome it, we still hesitate and we doubt because of these past lies that we've heard. So the idea is believe in who you are and what you're capable of, not the lies. And in those moments, you can learn from mistakes. You can be confident in your potential and then take your best leap forward. And those are really the steps that we need in order to understand how to reach our best life. And after this, we can talk about motivation, which is one of my favorite chapters in the book. I love it. I, I cannot imagine a world um, without the Wright brothers, um, airplanes, millions of people have benefited from you know them having uh, the ambition, boldness, and uh, confidence needed. I uh, can't imagine a world without Steve Jobs uh, taking um, you know the the iPhone and uh, just all the inventions um, and how much he's just advanced technology and and competi competition in, in that uh, in that world. And then, you know, even Walt Disney, I'm sure, especially uh, growing up near Disney World, I'm sure you can't imagine a world without Walt Disney ever, you know, pursuing his, his dreams and goals there. So there's a lot of really good quotes um, by all of them, just even on, um, you know, going after it. And, and their examples of what they say actually um, has some weight to it because they've, they've accomplished those things. So mm -hmm. really good. Yeah, it's definitely would be a less happy or less magical world without Walt Disney. <laughs> but, you know, you think about all these people and I always think of like, well, how did they do it? I mean, they struggled a lot. The Wright brothers, they had so many failures. They almost died multiple times, right? And the, the criticism that Steve Jobs or Walt Disney faced, like what helped them overcome it? And it honestly, it comes down to, your best motivation. It's the purpose that we have. What is the purpose that we are chasing after? So I want even those of you that are watching now, think about why you're here. What is your motivation? Go ahead and maybe those of you that are in the chat, go ahead and type it in the chat. Why are you here right now? What makes you want to be a part of 
the leader talk or be a part of leader club as a whole? Why do you seek growth? I mean, with that answer, think about this. What do you hope to achieve? What is your purpose? Is it to become better at business and earn income? I mean, I feel like people will often say that their best motivation is they want to be able to make more money and they think money is the ultimate answer to all their problems. And while yes, money can be very helpful. There's nothing wrong with having money. It's really about what you do with that money. That's important, but it's really just a stepping stone to what actually motivates you. I mean, do you want money to be able to gain popularity or to earn a high status People love being seen, especially now they're going online and like they want to become influencers so everyone can see who they are. People love having that respect. They feel like they're more worthwhile because more people see them. But even then, if you keep digging into it, I think that we maybe want that respect because we try to understand if it, we have what it takes where it's really coming down to our own personal self. And we say, well, I want self-gain. I want to grow. I want to be the one that's capable of it. And while it's important to take care of you, often that pursuit can be set aside. I mean, that's where, when I started writing this book, originally I was like, well, you know, I just want to write the book so I can become an author and people can see what I have to offer. And that just faded away it did not help me finish the book. And if you read through the book, you'll see that that was not the final motivation that I had. That's not what carried me through to the completion of the book. After several years of me just delaying it and not getting it done, it was that moment that I figured out the best motivation that I finally knocked it out, got it done way faster than before. And I wish I didn't waste three years with the wrong motivation. This book would have been in a lot more people's hands a lot sooner if that was the case. But see, eventually self-gain, money, popularity, all those things are going to leave you wanting more. And they're just motivators, right? That seem to make the impossible possible. But I love those stories where you hear about somebody who's like lifting up a car to save someone trapped underneath of it. The moments where people seem to do super human things and they're like superheroes in the real world. Like those are the moments where we see people fueled by, of course, adrenaline, but that adrenaline is almost always triggered by a selfless nature, right? It's a desire to help other people that is naturally inside of all of us. And what I've learned over my life of being in the church and life of ministry, and honestly, just from everything that I've seen true, is that one of the biggest keys to unlocking the best strength is learning to think and act outside of personal gain. This is really the staple of why I wrote the book. It's to help people understand this point. Guys, this podcast was amazing. One of my favorite parts about what Stephen was talking about was just, you know, whoever you are in life, whoever you're going to be, be the best you. And I I know a lot of times we can get stuck in ruts. We can get stuck, um, you know, just doing the nine to five, you know, the ordinary routines, and we find ourselves just being average, right? Not living up to our full potential. And I I love the whole concept about being better, you know, and, you know, consistently um, trying to one up yourself. And so, you know, just his whole concept behind, you know, don't be better, just be best like that, that really hit me uh, right in the heart. So what was something that stuck out to you, man?
Yeah, the quote he gave um, there in the beginning was, our way of thinking will shape the person we become, the obstacles we overcome, and our achievements. So ultimately, like, you know, if we're going to be our best, we've got to have the best form of thinking um, at all times. So if we're going we're gonna to accomplish uh, the best we can, it's going to require us thinking the best because if, if we're doubting it in our mind, it, you know, actually being able to perform at our best isn't going to be there. So absolutely love that part of it. Yeah, and I feel like part of that kind of stems through confidence, right? Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, and especially the new year, people talking about how confidence isn't necessarily pride, but confidence is having that faith and belief in yourself. And when you can really hone in on that and believe in yourself and have that that positive thinking that, hey, yeah. I can do that, that we can do this, Caleb, I feel like that changes the game and helps you um, become the best you you can be. So yeah, I really enjoyed that too. And you know, maybe you guys are in that position. Maybe you need to, you know, increase your thinking, right? And you need to be that best person that you can be. I would suggest, and like, this is just me. I would suggest you jump into the leader club family. If you're not already and surround yourself with the people that are, you know, on the same track as you and they're improving their life. They're improving their thinking you know, by surrounding themselves with other people. Because I, I don't know about you, Caleb, but I've found that myself, just by creating Leader Club, mm-hmm. I've found a lot more accountability. And, you know, I'm starting to become the best person I can be because of this platform. So, you know, if I were you all and you're listening right now and you're like, well, what's next for me? I would find, whether it's Leader Club or not, find a way to get plugged into a community that's going to help push you towards being the best you can be. Because you can go at it alone. You can go at your personal development and your, um, you know, your personal uh, life alone. But how would it be to surround yourself with somebody that was pushing you, right? And that's Caleb to me. Caleb's been pushing me and you know, encouraging me to grow consistently since we were in high school. You know? And if I didn't have Caleb and other people like that in my life, I wouldn't be able to become the best person I can be. Well, I probably could, but it'd be a lot harder. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah. So as we strive to become, you know, the best versions of ourselves, really, it's getting around the people that are going to help us grow, um, keeping good content in our lives, such as these podcasts, and uh, surrounding ourselves with great people like Stephen and and other talks. Um, so becoming a part of the community. So if you all want to jump on board with uh, dozens of other people who are um, in the Leader Club community, who encourage us to grow, who we're encouraging to grow. Uh, really is just phenomenal community of leaders, very much like a family that we are always um, helping each other out with with what's going on in the group. So it's it's great. If you all want to be a part of that, you can go to leaderclubonline.com and uh, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel for more amazing talks like this. Yeah, definitely. Well, we hope to see you guys inside the community. And if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a message on Facebook or anywhere else that you know you can find us. So God bless you guys and we'll see you on another episode of our Leader Talks.